<laughs> oh, that has to happen because it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a little bit of deciding. So go ahead and ask that question again. I think we're about ready to start. Okay, so my question is, uh, Anapanasati was the teaching of the Buddha, but it makes, yeah, it only makes sense that as more people investigate the technique, try the technique, that over time people will come up with improvements on the technique. So on the one, uh, one hand, it's very important to preserve uh, the teaching of the Buddha because we know it works. Uh, and on the other hand, yeah, my question is, do you think there are improvements to be made on this technique? Um, <clears throat> the answer to that is, in fact, uh, under the guise of one by one as they occur. One by one as they occur. All right. So what are we talking about then is that every thought that comes by or every mind moment and how we spend it is just one after another after another one by one as they occur. And when we start looking at that and recognizing intelligently what the sequence of events are rather than just letting the engine going. It's kind of like taking that engineering approach is what the heck's going on here? <laughs> okay. And so that's basically uh, the technique. And it can be said in many, many different ways. And we want to make sure that we can get at it at all angles. And also that because it's, it's not a really big deal anyway. In fact, there's nothing to it once you understand it, okay? Uh, that happens at Halloween often. In fact, that's what the nature of Halloween is, is to scare people because they don't know what they're looking at. And mm -hmm. when they investigate it, they see that it's a spoof, right? Okay, so this is actually uh, 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 a very early childhood toy would be peekaboo. But that's the game yeah. that we're playing, except that most people have forgotten that that's the game that they're playing. <laughs> okay, they got to keep looking. Okay, that the that the jack in the box does jump out. Be ready <laughs> for it. Don't let it surprise you. That's the whole point. So yeah. our wake, on wholesome thoughts are doing peekaboo with us. And yes. We have to be prepared for the peekaboo. Uh -huh. That's that's. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can just say that like a peekaboo in my mind instead of a hello, uh, hello aversion, my old friend. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, peekaboo is actually even younger, which is back to a time when we knew joy. That we knew that everything was going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. No worries, no problems. And so uh, peekaboo is a good way of doing that. Because it takes us back to an earlier time, joyful time. That you could like the peekaboo comes and then the baby just giggles and howls with laughter. What a beautiful <laughs> surprise, you know, like that. Uh, and yet. The baby is also there anticipating that, knowing that here it comes, because this is not the first time we played the game. Okay, so this is the way that I would say to play the game of, of peekaboo is that uh, this present moment, you know, wake up and realize what a marvelous big smile this whole thing is giving us. <laughs> And that we've been sleeping, we haven't been looking, we've been anticipating, but we have not been in it yet. The big wow hasn't, hasn't happened. And so start allowing those wows to really take a look. In fact, this would be called Vipassana, is to really get a load of what you're doing. 
Yeah, Vipassana is then uh, looking but not wowing, right? Right. Well, that's what actually yeah. needs to be done is, is that wow factor of being able to. Uh, this is all about integration of the mind to start making friends with one's own darker side. Yeah, you're a screw up. So what? Yeah. yeah actually, when I get the, I've been feeling that attitude um, that when I get negative, well, negative, unwholesome thoughts, that I sometimes don't even get a, ne a negative feeling anymore because, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it doesn't really affect me anymore because I, I don't feel it in a negative light. So what do you do? Oh, this was actually, I wrote down uh, a couple of questions and this was right. actually one of my <laughs> questions. <laughs> it was, uh, what do you do with an unwholesome thought that doesn't produce any unwholesome feeling? Uh, because, yeah. Well, probably that meant that when you had that unwholesome thought, you recognized it's an unwholesome thought rather than repeating it long enough until it kicked the, uh, uh, cranked up the feeling machine. Yeah. And so you caught it in time. So I would say congratulations. Ah, okay. But in good. fact, that's kind of the wow. Wow, I yeah. really can stop that stuff. The unwholesome thoughts can be caught fast enough so that they don't lead to unwholesome feelings. Yeah, yeah, because I, w when that happened, I was still like labeling it or not labeling. I, I was going like, oh, hello, anxiety, my old friends. And then I was like, well, there's actually not any anxiety present. So what am I doing? But uh, okay, I will start congratulating myself then in those situations. Yes, that's the whole point of the Sama Sankapa is take the effort yeah. to make a change. So the question is, what are we going to change it to when we change it to wholesome? So that's almost uh, an inbred question that many students ask right away is, well, what is wholesome? Because most thoughts are kind of neutral and there's kind of a gray area from neutral down to very dark thoughts. And then the neutrality goes in the other direction so that the top of it is absolutely bright. So there's a range or a rainbow in there. And the question is, who is going to be drawing the boundaries to make it into these three areas of good, better, and best, <laughs> or <laughs> less than, equal, and greater than. Where are the boundaries of separation? Yeah. What What is your uh, uh, amplitude or magnitude? Okay, so that's an important point uh, to recognize what wholesomes are, or what thoughts are actually unwholesome. And those are the ones that make us feel bad. And we catch yeah. that stuff. And so that thought, same thought later, now gets into that neutral category because now it didn't have any effect upon it. So in fact, what you did is lower the boundary and widen the gray area. Yeah. Pretty soon the gray area gets really big on both sides and the really good thoughts then are quite intentional. Yeah, and so we want to stay much of the time in the in the middle area or the gray area, and then on a regular occasion, like hot dog, let's go back up there. Yeah, that's it. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. just sit in, in in great joy for a while again, and go right back up into the very wholesome. I mean, think about it, and you can go to it. Think about what's the absolute best. There is for you. What's good enough? Oh, the wind on my skin and the view I have here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right now, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah, and it has been it has been working very well. I just uh, finished the session like an hour ago, and I was feeling very happy <laughs> throughout most of it. So that's great.
Uh, okay. So with all of that now as a basis, let's go back to the original question you have of, well, what would be an improvement on this Buddha's method? Knowing that everyone has already a personalized view of it anyway. Everybody's got to yeah. figure it out for themselves, and the figuring it out is basically something like a Chinese box puzzle. I've got a Chinese student who said, we talked about this, and he says, I've never seen one in China, but yet they're famous in the West. A Chinese box puzzle, you <laughs> take it apart, it's got all these weird shapes. Then you got to figure out how to get it back together, it's similar to a Rubik cube. Ah, uh, that's what you, but that's like a normal table puzzle, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, see, see. Well, yeah. the Dhamma comes that way, a piece at a time. Yeah. And each piece we find precious and we scout it out and look all of it together. And eventually we begin to see that some of these pieces put right together. <laughs> and then a few yeah. more come in and then we recognize, oh, here's the way this thing is taking structure. I've got this one here and I don't know how it fits in. But then soon enough, we rearrange things and then we get to where everything fits in together. Then it's just an easy, easy peasy. There's nothing to it. Yeah. And yeah, what is that? Dukkha, yeah. Dukkha, Naroda, right here, right now. Let's go. Just, all we have to do is remember that you're in control of your own life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that you say Dukkha, Dukkha, Naroda, that brings me to another question I had. <laughs> uh, would you say that you the handful of leaves or the whole, or the whole, uh, or the whole forest? Um, let us say it this way, that I use two handfuls of leaves, or three or four handfuls, but not much more than that. Okay, okay. Fair okay, <laughs> so okay. what are those other handful of leaves I use? Engineering, physics, and reality, including mathematics, science, and all yeah. the way down to the formula levels and how gravity works. And we don't know what it is, but we know how it works. <laughs> okay, that whole yeah. show. And yeah. so that's one handful. And and basically, physics is quite a handful. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is. And, and so without going into the history of uh, astronomy, uh, I have been there. I haven't done it all, but I've done quite a lot of it. And so uh, that back down to mechanical and physical engineering, software engineering, all of that kind of stuff. So there's all of that basis. And then the next basket would be music. Yeah. Okay. And we don't have to go too much into detail. The next basket would be um, the history of other religions. And including in that basket would be Psychology, psychotherapy, Freud, uh, Adler, Maslow, all of that kind of stuff. So I got, I got, I got yeah. four handfuls, <laughs> and each yeah. one of them is quite a handful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What what I meant by that is so uh, that uh, I get the feeling often that you know what I'm pointing at, but you j- decide just not to answer, which is fine by me. And uh, that you just uh, teach Duca, Duca Naroda. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's fair But enough. we have to see the reality of it. Yeah. That's, an, that's an important part, actually, because our society has been based upon so many lies and so many religions and so many uh, uh, hoodwinks and so many uh, baits and switch. The whole society is built upon it. Yeah. Okay. Greed motivated fraud. That's yeah. the fact of life. Doesn't matter how many rules we make of it, there's always around ways around the rules until we get caught again, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. the rich get rich by being able to avoid getting caught at what they're doing. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, uh, if we see that that whole system is unnecessarily entanglement. But there's no reason. I mean, there's nothing to do with it. Just let that 
thank God. No. And just learn to hang out wisely. <laughs> no. I mean, human beings have done far more damage to this planet Earth. Is there anything you want to leave as a legacy? Leave at least some clean air. <laughs> some clean air, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. Well, that's about all there is to it anyway. I mean, that's all most of us are, is just hot air. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly uh, used. Yeah. <laughs> Some would even call it exhaust. Exhaust, yeah, a, a plague on the planet. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, oh, yeah, just uh, not to get sidetracked. Uh, going back to my original question. Uh, okay. Were you were you finished with that uh, answer with the improvements? No, on let's the, go back. Right, let's, let's go back to that. What is the improvement then is up to each one of us to figure out how to improve what we heard about Anapanasati until we get the thing roaring like a freight train. Right. Or like a Maserati or whatever your image is. <laughs> okay. Then you got to get your mojo going. Right, we got to got to sit down and do it and repeat it over and over and over again the repetition is the most important quality and you can see that in everything whether it's in music or physics mostly sports i didn't bring the handful of leaves of sports that's too much of a handful (laughs) (laughs) and um but People who do sports, they learn a lot of Dhamma, a lot about being in the here and now, reaction times, and uh, object coordination. But oftentimes, their lives are not in harmony with the, with the sport that they're actually playing. Sometimes it does. Yeah. So that the kid really, really enjoys what he's doing because he's gotten good at it because he's practiced. Whether that's basketball or piano or violin or singing or dancing or uh, orating or praying and whatever you yeah. keep doing over and over again, you're bound to get good at it. <laughs> yeah, and also the enjoyment uh, it increases the the mind moments, so that makes it uh, easier to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a, there's actually a little joke about that. And that is, is that this, this was back in the 1930s when things were pretty hard. A young man in New York City was lost looking for Carnegie Hall or Carnegie Hall. And on his way there, he passed by an, uh, an old man, um, obviously an old Jewish man. And he looked at him and says, please, sir, what, what way, how do I get to Carnegie Hall? The old man looked down and he saw that bio man and he looked up at the kid and he says, practice, my son, practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the way that we have to look at the Dhamma, because if, in fact, you want to be very good at something, you have to practice it. And here we've chosen the highest thing there is, the, the peak yeah. of the pinnacle of the human mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes uh, it makes uh, a lot of sense to to practice and see what works for my myself as an individual mm-hmm. to uh, improve on my version of Anapanasati. Uh, Using Anapanasati to sharpen your own mind. Exactly. Yeah. And ever how you can figure out how to do that, what's the best angle and what's the best rotation and in and out or up and down or whatever it is that you find best for you. If it gets yeah. the job done, it's correct. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, and it happens uh, right here. We're not talking about a destination. We're talking about right here now. <laughs> right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, actually, uh, before this, I was, uh, or until now, I should say, I've been practicing like a TMI with a lot of things added from Anapanasati, but I actually want to yeah, give Anapanasati, uh, I, I want to switch it. So I want to practice mainly Anapanasati and then use a few things I learned mm-hmm. in DMI to add to it. P-M-I. Things that I find useful. Tell me what is PMI. Huh? Oh, uh, TMI. Okay. TMI, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I've watched like a lot of videos uh, from you with uh, with Alex, so that has been very helpful. But uh, there's a, a lot of talk about uh, uh, gladdening of the mind. So I wanted to, to ask you if you can go into more detail on the other 15 steps uh, of Anapanasati, so I can uh, uh, practice that. Okay. Um, because the gladdening of the mind, I, I must say, I really understand it now, and it's working very well for me. So I'll just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Point has hit home. So that's great. Yeah, keep practicing until you start finding what your peaks are. Where yeah. you're really, really satisfied that you've got it. Well, actually, I had an experience like that lately where I was uh, doing the gladdening of the mind. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, already for a couple of days. All right. And then so uh, I could. You did could it once. You can do it again and you can do it again better. Never mind. Start again. Oh, yeah. Look at what yeah. you did and, and, uh, and do what you did again and repeat yeah. that. Rinse and yeah, repeat. So rinse and repeat. And don't like, look like for it. If you want it, you can't have yeah. it. You yeah. got to relax and let it come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've been doing and it, it has been going very well. <laughs> but actually during that uh, peak experience, I, uh, yeah, I started uh, becoming a bit euphoric and then I thought, uh, uh, this is, this is too good. i know what you mean and and one way to describe it is is like you you already driving your car your motorbike your bicycle whatever too fast you're already driving too fast yeah that feeling of (laughs) wait a minute i really love this but (laughs) it feels like uh I'm high on drugs, but and uh, I'm very optimistic. But I know the come down is coming. Exactly, that's over. right. That that we like this, but we're headed for danger. We're headed for danger. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that we have to deal with. Yeah. Okay. And there's there there's actually three things that need to be done. And that is this, that now you know that it, you're possibly capable of passing that boundary, okay, that, that supersonic boundary or whatever way that we want to describe it, <laughs> is, is that it is dangerous to go that fast because it's still experimental. And because it's still experimental, because this is the first or second time you've done it, you're still experimenting with it. That means there's a quality, a great big quality of the unknown that's built into there. Uh, And here's that quality of the unknown is, can you actually do this? Okay. Like driving too fast. (laughs) Can you actually do this? Okay, so that's the the capability or the power or the, uh, the potency. Can you actually do this? Ah, we have to keep doing it over and over again until we get that point of, yes, we can do this. I did it before, I'll do it again, and I'll do it again, again. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so that's the first power, is the power of that you know that you can do it, that in fact, that's actually the first step of nobility. I'm just phrasing it differently than the Buddha did. But I know I can do it uh, because I've done it before and I know I can do it again. 
when we have that attitude, that uh, is stated as the first knowledge, the very first knowledge that is noble. This is the first noble knowledge that no matter how obstructed the mind becomes, no matter what hindrances, no matter uh, how high we've set the bar, we can still climb over it. Okay. Yeah. We can, in fact, clean out the mind. So the Buddha says it this way. We can clean out the mind so that we yeah. can see the reality. We can see yeah. what's real. And then he says this knowledge, this first knowledge is noble. It's the first step of the path. It's not held by ordinary people. This is part of the noble path, but it's not held by ordinary people. Because most people, they don't even know what it is to go beyond our own mind. Keep climbing higher yeah. and higher, knowing that you have the power to do that, that the engines of the rocket ship of me is good enough to reach those altitudes. Okay, so that's yeah. power. Then the second one is uh, the permission. Now, what we range with the permission is, is that if you're talking about it as archetypical or in magical thinking, is, is that there is something out there, some physical thing, in fact, that's preventing us from doing this. Okay, and so we need the permission, which would be in the engineering sense, is we've got to get the engineering correct. Because we yeah. don't have permission to break the laws of nature. Okay, so we need to give ourselves permission, which means then this is the issue of the Siva Bhatta Paramasa that the Buddha talks about, is, is that we have to get a license, a free license, a get out of jail free card, to get out of hell free card, and give yeah. yourself permission that it's okay that you go up. And you've got the power, and you're giving yourself the permission to do so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now the third P. The third P is the protection. Permission, protection, and potency. So the protection, again, is, is because we've done the engineering correctly, that even though we go past our limits, it'll be okay. So we have to go through that experimental stage and experiment with how good can you actually feel. Knowing that you have the power to do so, you have the permission to do so, and you have the protection that nothing really going to bad happen. I mean, the best thing yeah. that will happen is you'll bust out and smile. Or maybe you're better than <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Okay. So, these are things that are, uh, this, by the way, this teaching is buried within the teaching of the Buddha, but I'm bringing it out because some psychologist somewhere way long ago figured these three things out to help her own clients because they really, really did help people who didn't have a good, solid practice. But with you having a good, solid practice, you can add this little bit, sprinkle this little herb in there, <laughs> and that might spice your drink up quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, so I would not say that this is outside the teaching of the Buddha, rather it's a different angle of the way to look right. at what the Buddha was teaching. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you do have the power. You do have permission, and you do have the protection. Yeah. Go screw up. It's okay to screw up. It's okay to experiment yeah. and crash land. Never mind. Start again. <laughs> we need we need the, the Elon Musk attitude. For that. Yeah, let's burn Basically, down a rocket or two just to see what it looks like. Maybe we can learn something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn down Twitter just to see what it looks like in the ashes. Maybe there's a phoenix <laughs> in there someplace. <laughs> yeah, well, I have my opinion about that, but uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so think anyway. of it that you have some sort of protection. If you want to think of it as magically, it works for magically minded people. If they'll apply it and really believe it, they are actually, yeah. they have. And so many people carry around an amulet. But then they get too attached to the amulet rather than what actually happens is, is with the amulet, they feel safe and secure. They do not yeah. feel that something bad's going to happen because they've got their little Buddha or cross of crucifix or little knife or whatever they're in their turban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that gives people a security blanket. And here we're saying, no, we don't need the blanket. We need the security. We're already okay. Everything is yeah. already all right. Yeah. Everything's already okay. Exactly. There's no consequences. <laughs> you were given a I life. Like Why don't you just enjoy it? <laughs> yeah. And start playing with what we can do with it. Rather than feel burdened to someone else or some society for giving you life because it belongs to you now. Yeah. Okay. You you uh, become the boss of your own mind. Yeah. You've got the permission, the protection, and the potency to come out of all of that stuff. The world does not own you. But that gives you an enormous responsibility to pay attention to what you're doing. To sit on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I... <laughs> Did that answer your question well enough about yeah. what Madamas can be improved upon? M more than well enough. Okay. Well, I, really well, I, I really appreciate it. I have one more thing to say about it, if you don't mind hanging okay. on. And then yeah, we'll get off. I'm really glad that you got yourself into such a high state, though. Congratulations. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> that guided meditation worked just fine, didn't it? <laughs> it, it? It didn't. Or it did. It did. Okay, so there is the other side of the coin, and that is, is that, well, wait a minute. What you're saying actually sounds wonderful and magical and good and all of that, but the reality of the situation is, is that every time Dick, Harry, Susie, and Jane is out there teaching the Dhamma, and they're all different. Uh, and every one of them has something were... new. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the different teachers, uh, the, like uh, Mahasi, uh, Goenka, etc. Etc., etc. And especially the I, me, mine kind. Sorry? The? the I, me, mine kind. I Putting one's own label. Kind, I mean, there's so many people that advertise themselves more than the Dhamma. Ah, like uh, you have uh, five different names for, do, uh, for uh, Zen meditation, like uh, do nothing, open awareness, Dzogchen, uh, mm -hmm. uh, this and that. You know. No, I oh. was I was thinking about it uh, without naming names. <laughs> oh, okay, well I don't know for you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm naming names of individuals and people rather than styles. You're you're dwelling on styles rather than uh, individuals, uh, and th that would be okay, except yeah. that you have to keep subdividing and dividing those styles down. To the individual who's teaching it anyway. Yeah. True. And then after that, we can begin to see the similarities. Yeah. All right. But we have to actually take that stuff apart. And, um, you know, many of them are kind of yes and no questions. Like, what kind of lineage does the guy have? Whether he charges money for the Dhamma or not. Whether he's built a retreat center or not. These are the kind of questions. Has he written a book? No. This may have, this been published and or found easily on Amazon or the bookstores or not. Yeah, where are your books, uh, Damarado? Where's your retreat center? Um... <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. 
there is one book and it's on chanting. Oh, on chanting. <laughs> yeah, there's a chanting book out there someplace. Uh, it's not well done. It wasn't completely finished, but it did serve the purpose of what it was intended for. And it was never intended to be published, but it did get published somehow or another. It was put on the internet. <laughs> There's actually yeah. a company I have heard in India that will print it as a book from the PDF and mail it to you for a fee. Oh. <laughs> it's part of your inventory. Yeah. Set up on some website like Amazon. Uh, but that's the only book. Actually, I was just musing about this recently, thinking about my conversation with Achan Po when he says the word tell as the verb. To tell the Dhamma. In the sense of uh, kind of conversationally, you know, the style that I have. Uh, rather than writing the Dhamma. He did not give me any instructions to go write. That's one yeah. of my get out of jail free cards. <laughs> yeah, you have permission. Pardon? Uh, actually, oh no, it was just a joke. But uh, anyway, um, I actually thought um, uh, like there's there are so many videos of you online that are all very helpful. But have you ever thought about doing like a, a mini or like a series of video with only you? With uh, what? So uh, with only you, so not with another person on the video and then doing uh, like uh, all the parts of the Anapanasati meditation, all the steps to give people some like foundation before they go have one-on-one -on -one interviews with you. That would have the effect of having an audience that was so large that I couldn't see anybody individual. That even when I have been teaching in front of a group, I tend to look at the people that I can see and make a, a, a contact with them. Yeah. Always make it personal. And that's okay. not easy to do when there's no audience at all. It's just being canned. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't enough. have any need to do that. I mean, if so, uh, Parker has actually asked me to read something and I made a few changes to it and we finally got that done. So yeah. write a, if you want, write a script. Yeah. And I'll read yeah. it. Yeah. And don't worry about making mistakes. I'll correct it before we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just. I'll, I'll just. Uh, I have another uh, question unrelated to this, if if you don't mind, or uh, okay. I'm not sure if you were finished with your your previous uh, one. Um, no, this has been a delightful conversation, and we've covered yeah. all kinds of important grounds. You've been up and down and back and forth. You've been all <laughs> around town. <laughs> that, 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 that's how I always do it. So, for the for if anyone fuses in the in the future, I'm sorry for the for the switching. But uh, I was wondering, how did you meet your wife? Um, how did I what? Person, uh, meet your wife. Because, How did I meet uh, my wife? I, like Basically, me, it wasn't me. <laughs> I just couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> ah, because I was like, oh, you are the person who is okay with everything and has no desires anymore. So how do you end up in a situation where, <laughs> where you... Uh, Basically, get a wife. Well, meet a, uh, meet a lovely woman. Woman. Uh, she's a good friend, and she's very helpful, and she's very qualified. She's sharp. Yeah. Okay. And so she has those kind of qualities. 
And I guess yeah. the other side of that is, is that she knows a good thing when she sees it. But <laughs> in fact, at one time, very early in the relationship, I told her that I was Muslim and I wanted four wives. <laughs> and she got in her truck, just right out here in the yard, and drove off. And she came back the next day. She realized that I'd lied to her. <laughs> she already knew that I was Buddhist in the, in the ordinary way of thinking. Uh, okay, but because you met her. Uh, okay. That was so funny. Yeah, that's funny. So you're Your daughter, to your honor, yes. Right so. You are 70s. Okay, yeah, I was just calculating. Just about going on 78. Yeah. 77 has yeah, so. outlived its usefulness now. It's already 11 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking already, I, I better hurry up with this Anipanasati thing. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what the future is going to be? Yeah, true. So uh, I was uh, I was calculating. So you your daughter is ten years old, right? No, she's going on ten. Oh yeah, so so uh, ten years old. So within a couple of weeks, she'll have her tenth birthday. Oh yeah. So, how old were you when you met your wife? Because your daughter was born then 10 years ago? Or nine years ago? 2011. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, the, the reason uh, I was asking uh, about your wife, because I find it um, interesting because, yeah, on the one hand, uh, yeah, when you get very realized, you don't need anything anymore. Um, but you also don't apparently don't have to limit, yeah, don't have to limit yourself in anything. So you can still do like normal th uh, things that normal people do. No, and, uh, I don't and, do and, things that normal people do. <laughs> I gave that up. <laughs> no interest, no curiosity anymore. Okay. But that's kind of like a normal thing to do, right? What's that? I mean, like normal people have, have uh, partners as well. Have what as well? Have, have partners, have a, a, a husband or a wife. Well, it's part of our inbred culture. It's part of the society. Yeah. It's been that way long, long time. Yeah. Okay. Marriage, however, is completely differently than uh, coupling and staying together as long as there's a reason to stay together. Um, yeah. Marriage has to do with somebody's rules, either the rules yeah. of the dad who owns the girl or rules of some church or some government. I mean, everybody sticks their hands in a love affair and winds up making a bunch of rules. And in the process, they destroy the whole thing. And it won't last as long as it would have if people didn't care yeah. about what the rules were or they just coupled up. Yeah. Marriage is a yeah. deadly sin for humans. Yeah. And the young are beginning to figure that out. A lot of young women now feel freedom and they don't want to get married. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> <Yeah>. However, <laughs> however, in Thailand, it's a bit different uh, because it's a matriarchal society. And so it's quite easy and naturally for me being the kind of guy that I am already after all of this training is, is that I let her be the boss and we're, we're good. She loves yeah. me dearly because I let her do any and everything she wants. We just yeah, yeah, talk and discuss things. But so basically, there's a ritual between us. There's, there's, 
Are you hungry? Okay. What do you want to eat? Uh, I don't know. Haven't been thinking about food. What have you got? <laughs> oh, well, we've got just that and the other thing. And how about this? And then she'll name something. And I say, okay, that'll do. <laughs> Basically, anything will do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anything yeah. that she serves me. And because of that, she serves it with tender, loving care. She yeah. takes care of me really well. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you said like you, you couldn't get rid of her. So, well, uh, now why you, should you, I try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's provided yeah. a wonderful life. Yeah, so you, you basically, you go with the flow in your life. Well, that's what it's all about, is jumping in and going with it. Yeah. Interesting. Do you have permission to jump right in? Yeah. Do you have the ability to jump right in? And what if you jump in and drown? <laughs> <laughs> then that's, that's okay as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I was actually sitting in the airplane and I and then I thought, what would happen if my plane crashed right now? And I thought I would probably sit there and be like, oh, this is okay. This is all right. No, <laughs> you have to deal in that situation with the fact that you have a whole cabin full of people freaking out about to die. Yeah. And one of the things you can possibly do especially if you've got the skill to do it, is to stand up and sing them a song. Loud, <laughs> bellow, songing. Yeah. Or if not, just stand up and talk about, we're going down, folks, let's have a celebration. Let's at least clap and have a good moment. Let's hug <laughs> each other. This is your last. Are you going to go out all crippled and freer? Are you going to go out with a great big... <laughs> Actually, on the on the Titanic, there was a, a band, and uh, they played while the ship was going under. Yes, I know. Were getting. <laughs> I saw the movie, and I says, "Hey, man, that's my job. <laughs> Give me that's that." That's your film. job. <laughs> <laughs> and the band plays on exactly. And the band plays on. I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, I have one more question, and it's actually a question from a fellow practitioner that I'm asking for him. Okay. And uh, I know that you, yeah, you have been to uh, Rajneesh in, in the, when you were uh, just starting out. I did uh, when I first started out? Uh, you went to Rajneesh, to Osho in India. Oh, 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 okay. Guilty, Your Honor. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I used to listen uh, to him a lot as well. And then I, I heard him talking about it. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, he was just uh, wondering uh, what your uh, opinion on it was. Uh, well, I already half know, but then it piqued my curiosity as well. And, yeah, can you tell me once more, yeah, what, in short, what is your op opinion about him? Uh, he was a charismatic scholar, and right. he was really, really convincing, and he had a, a, a huge number of skills that he had developed, and some of the people who uh, came to visit him, like Bander and Grinder and NLP, I mean, he had a whole lot of the very top quality people in the U.S., and so yeah. he had access to people who helped him hone his skills. Was he a cult leader? Eventually, he began to develop the skills that a cult leader would need in order to be a cult leader. Yeah. But he didn't die the way in, in, uh, as a martyr or in a, uh, a blowout. But they did eventually get weapons. They poisoned food at a buffet. So there was a, a lot of cult activities, and that was long after. In fact, when all of that stuff happened, I'd already ordained as a monk. I was in Thailand. Yeah. 
that had been years but, before. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't stay, but I was I was there in the uh, possibly the big growth period, the very heavy duty hippie time. Yeah. Where living was but, cheap. Eventually, it got really expensive in Pune. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, if yeah, let me like sum a, up who he was in one word. Two words. Let me give two words. He was an exquisite charlatan. Yeah. He was a better Donald Trump than Donald Trump. <laughs> Much, much more sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. But and, did he take advantage I, and abuse people? You betcha. Okay, but yeah, I'm just. Uh, okay, so the, the thing about the food poisoning and stuff, I mean, there's also uh, Buddhist monks in uh, Myanmar. Uh, that recite the the suttas before the soldiers go to battle. Apparently, I uh, heard either Daniel Ingram or you say that. Yeah, look what the mess and, they could make with Buddhism. That's when yeah. Buddhism gets really, really ordinary to think that. In fact, we talked a little bit about amulets and thinking that you can do it. So yes, I would say that ch chanting suttas has the possibility of getting somebody ready to go into battle. Yeah. The problem that I see with that is that he's going into battle whether he's ready to or not. <laughs> and and let's find a way so that he can chant those sutras and not go into battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, that's the situation that Myanmar is in. There's a bunch of greedy old men, and they will not uncling to their power. They care too much. And not yeah. only that, but there's no back door. There's no way out. Where would these yeah. guys go? They're hated all over the world. Like Kim Jong-un. Pardon? Like uh, North Korea. They, If they show their country what is the reality, then the, they will get executed probably. Right. So Burma, yeah. Burma is a... Uh, uh, it's kind of hard to talk about the two, but you could put the, uh, Burma and North Korea in the same basket. Yeah. And both of them in, in many ways, one of them was COVID. Both of them had outrageous problems with COVID. Where Thailand was very strict yeah. and the people went along with it. They had good education, good propaganda. We still wear masks here in public. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, just going back to Osho, uh, like, can you, do you feel like you can really convict or judge him for the things that his secretary or his followers did, which may, may uh, might not not have uh, come and come to his attention? Uh, yeah, it's, it feels like it's pretty easy. That's right. To judge. Blame, blame it on the crowd. Blame it on this, that, the other thing. I only, I think you've been reading some book, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lockley well, and Sheila, all of that crowd. I know, I know, I know. Some yeah. people got really, really outrageously powerful and outrageously crazy. Yeah. I agree. But, I definitely so agree they were that. drunk, but not drunk on the divine like Rajneesh would uh, uh, speak of. And they were drunk before on power. that, before you left, yeah, what, what was the reason? Why did you leave, actually? Because I could see right through it. This was in 1976 or 7. 1970, yeah. 1977, I think, was the last time I was there. I had better things to go find. I had already sussed yeah. out a charlatan, saw him what he was, and says, next. And <laughs> <laughs> what told you that, okay, so for me personally, uh, the reason I don't didn't, I stopped following him. Well, actually, I never really followed him, but because... With all the details really... you've already leaked out, <laughs> no, I already no, know. No, honestly. <laughs> uh, but like, I listened to him a lot. 
but I never like he doesn't really teach any dhamma. He never talks about the techniques. He's more like a philosopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I was like, yeah, he's but people can get really actually... high on his philosophy. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, he's okay. He's a charlatan. There's another way of talking about it is is that he's a hypnotist. He's very good at it. In fact, that was one of the things that I was really curious about because in all of the psychology studies, I actually studied hypnotism, taking a course in it, being under several times, all of that kind of stuff, doing it myself with the class, and so I knew all about it. Yeah. Probably, let us say, an A-plus amateur or maybe a uh, C-minus professional, and so I was interested in learning more, and he was very good. He was really, yeah. really good. Like, especially the, that uh, when, when you saw him speak, like he never blinked his eyes, stuff like that. Or uh, I don't think well, any well, of the people who wrote in your books ever got close enough to him in that regard to know. That sounds like well, a myth. I'm, I'm talking about the actual recordings of him, like the videos. If you watch any of those, it's almost like he never blinks. He does it from time to time, but it's like almost never. So, and the, the way he looks, the way he moves, yeah, it's part of the hypnosis, I guess. Uh, but Do they ever shift cameras or is it just one camera all the time? No, actually one camera all the time. All right. How close is it? Very close. Probably 15 feet. Yeah, something like that. So I would say that the, the the blinking of the eye could coincide with the fact that it wouldn't make a recording. Uh, because of the frame rate? Because of the frame rate and the, uh, uh, see, there's an error place, an error place in there to where he might have blinked, but you didn't see it because the video didn't show it well enough. But if you were sitting there with him at that distance, you would see the blink. Uh, that could be. But still, like, uh, even if you have... There, like, was, there was no reputation about him blinking or not blinking at all. That was not okay. part of the mythos. <laughs> that, that was something new okay. that, that, that got caught on. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. For but, sure, uh, he had a lot of eye movement. Okay. And what about... Uh, <laughs> Do you think for a person, like, uh, in order to convince other people, he would not have to show any agitation? Because if he showed any agitation, it would be Pardon? very obvious. If he showed any agitation, Ed- any un- education, he, like, he was agitation. known as Archaria. He was actually a college professor. That's how he got started. Is that he uh, was at a university where they ju- he just would not shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, agitation, like an unwholesome state, like restlessness, agitation. Agitation. Did uh, he show any of that? I do not re- recall. I was never around him enough for that to matter. But I was yeah. sure that if he had any thing on his mind, he could clean his mind out enough to where he could go out in public and not show it. It all is a matter of breathing. He can remember to breathe. Yeah. He just didn't remember to keep his hands to himself. (laughs) Uh, Even with the, 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 the sex and stuff. Among other things, yes. Do you think there's something wrong with that? Like, I don't see anything wrong. With, uh, both with both the Indian government and the U.S. government both wanted him in jail. Yeah. And he pulled a Donald Trump or two and wiggled <laughs> his way out of things. But uh, w- w- uh, are you, like, criticizing, like, uh, the, the sex exp- aspect of his... Uh... No, the money. Definitely uh, the, the money. Uh, the money, you think he had a lot of money? He wanted a lot of money. Ah. 
and he'd go to great lengths. There's one that's kind of a humorous little story is, is that in order to get nitrogen oxide ready, uh, he had to set up a, uh, uh, a dentist business. And so he paid a dentist that had retired or something uh, for the, his signature or the license so that they could uh, get the equipment so that uh, Rajneesh could get the, uh, the laughing gas. So <laughs> when they bought the chair that they needed to prove that it was a dentist office, uh, Rajneesh instructions were is to beat the thing up and make it look old so we don't have to pay such a high tax on it. Ah. <laughs> okay, so that's an interesting little story, a little ditty there about yeah. him. I've heard later. Thus, I have heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearsay, hearsay. Hearsay, absolutely. But we yeah. can do that now because neither one of us care much about him now. Just an interesting yeah, side note. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh yeah. I just ask it for the other guy. Like for me. Whether what he was doesn't really matter anymore to me because I don't need him. Because everything is. Well, okay. as you said, he yeah, would philosophize okay. more than he would instruct. That yeah. nobody got much personal time with him. So, what's the point of being there? Because no one else. And there was a whole lot of people who were in business there. There was one yeah. who was a hypnotist and you could go pay for him. And there's others that were psychologists and there was music teachers and there was all kinds of graft and riches ways to get people's money. It was a full on commune. That was in India yeah. before it ever went to uh, Big Muddy in Oregon. I didn't go yeah. with them. That was way after my time. Don't you find it like extremely fascinating? How someone can live a life like that. If he was assuming. He well, was I imagine that he kind of fell into it because he exercised the skills that he had. And as he exercised them more and more, he became more and more skilled. And the next thing you know, the whole show is going down this enormous rat hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Well, he was very sophisticated. Do you think he had any level of realization? Yeah, he realized how he could do a great big scam. <laughs> he was Indian, yeah. you know. He's got stories that I know about him. That when yeah. he was really young, about six or so, his grandfather died. But before that, he was under the tutelage of his grandfather, who was the Jane Monk. In, yeah. in, his, in his old age. And so... Um, uh, he talks about that. In fact, everything that he taught was about the spirituality, that he was on that circuit. He sold yeah. mass hysteria in the form of a Hindu quasi everything mixed together, enlightenment, enrichment, all of that for a fee. No. But nobody ever donated money directly to him. They just happened to buy a lot of things while they were there visiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and everybody uh, was into enlightenment. Yeah, yeah I find it really, uh, really fascinating. Still, if I watch like his, uh, his talks online, uh, like he doesn't say anything that I really disagree with, but it's more that he just doesn't really say anything that has really any value. Oh, but he's so awakening. poetic. He is yeah. so poetic. It's very poetic. Yeah. Any yeah, skills that I have yeah. in that area, he helped develop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But in um, fact, some of the stories even I tell today I got from him, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. What kind of story? Oh, uh, Mula Nasruddin stories. I picked that stuff up when I was in Pune. Yeah, the, the jokes that he had, they were, yeah, he was, his humor was uh, extremely good. Yes. I must that, say. That's another thing that I think that I picked up with him. Yeah. It is he joy. really knew how to deliver the jokes. Yeah. And enjoy. Well, that was the inspiration for people to be there. 
And he had yeah. a lot of different meditations, but they were too hard for most people to do, and they wind up not doing them. Kundalini yeah. and the dynamic. The dynamic was the worst. I actually tried it. Um, and it was nice to like prepare my body for meditation. But yeah, only for one time. And then if you do it every day, it doesn't help or anything. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's a kind of fast motion yoga. You just flail around a bit and loosen up. Yeah, yeah. But doing it for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes is a bit too much for everybody. Not necessary. Yeah. They tend to overdo anything and everything about meditation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I do. One thing I am grateful for is that uh, he actually got me started on the Buddhist path. So I, I got good things out of it mm -hmm. in the end, even though I don't don't follow him anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> there were there were all, all all my questions. Uh, I think. Yeah. And yeah, the instructions. Yeah, I, w I would love to get to mo uh, to know more about Anapanasati, about all the steps that I have to take. Uh, right. But I think uh, for it. another, there's for nothing another much call, to maybe. it. The only problem I have is I don't have enough fingers. I have you to don't use have enough? both feet. Ah, because there are 16 steps. <laughs> ah, I see, I see. <laughs> uh, All right, Daniel, we'll do that later. Yeah. This yeah, has been sure. a really fun chat. We've been all over the map. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> okay, Damarado, thank you very much once again. Yes. And speak soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.